Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 14th episode of the DLF podcast, Dreams, Love, Faith by Sierra Janelle. My name is Sierra Reynolds, and this episode is called Loving Me with Motivated and Empowered Creator, Founder, All of the Above, Daniel Bryant. Thank you very much for having me, Sierra. I really appreciate being on your platform, Dreams, Love, Faith. That's an amazing name, and I know it's very powerful what you're bringing, so much inspiration. So I just want to say, you know, congratulations on all the growth that you've had so far, and I can't wait to see some of the um, other episodes you have. Thank you so much. And um, I told you beforehand that we are going to pray, you know, before we start. So would you like to lead it or would you like me to lead it? I would love I would love to lead it. Okay, here we go. All right. Father God, we come to you so humbly right now, Lord, to say thank you. Thank you for all that you've done in our lives, Lord, all the doors that you've opened, Lord, all the things that you've planted in our minds to see growth, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be able to come together on different platforms and businesses to be able to come together to inspire someone, to touch someone in a deep place, Lord. Lord, I ask you to keep your hands of protection over me and Sierra, Lord. Keep your hands of protection of love and compassion over us, Lord. As we see these businesses and these things that we're doing, we see them to be able to grow and to touch as many people as you see fit, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to continue to keep us um, wrapped in your love, Lord, that we may be able to do your will, Lord, and walk down the path that you have for us, Lord. So I just ask you for all things to work for our good, Lord, and that you touch this conversation today, Lord, that it may be edifying in your sight and in your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Talk about a powerful prayer, okay? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> all right, about to get me started. Don't get me started. I'm churchy now, okay? I'm very churchy. Get started. <laughs> so, Daniel, um, I know a little bit about you. Obviously, you go to North Carolina A and T. Shout out Aggie Pride, um, Aggie Pride. <laughs> um, but the people need to know who you are. So, who is Daniel Bryant? Well, Daniel Bryant is um, first a child of God, um, someone that um, looks um, with every opportunity to show exceeding growth and to um, be able to touch people in every aspect of their lives. Um, Someone that's um, an overcomer, someone that has been through a testimony, that has a testimony to share, someone that's willing um, to go above and beyond in everything that he does, um, just not only for himself, but for others. Um, I think that's who Daniel is. Um, I found my me, as you see, um, my (laughs) world. Um, Like I said, it was a rough patch of how I found my purpose, but Um, I truly believe that um, God has opened up so many doors, so many opportunities in my life. So um, like I said, I never take it for granted. I never take um, any day, any breath. And I'll tell you why I don't take each breath. Like some people might say that's extreme. You don't, you you count each breath, but yes, because once I tell you my story, you'll understand why. Um, But yeah, that's who Daniel is. Someone that is um, an overcomer, someone that has been blessed in so many aspects of his life. And that's just yeah. looking to inspire people and touch people. Um, someone that has a big smile on his face all the time, willing to help um, all his friends or anybody that he can in any way that he can. And so that's mm-hmm. who I am, right? Um, and so yeah, that's how I would describe myself. Also, I, I would it. describe myself as a pretty, as a pretty cool dude. You know, someone that's not a pretty cool dude. <laughs> pretty cool dude, real, real chill and stuff like that. So, um, and always got your back, real loyal dude. So. That's how I would really describe myself. But yes, those, that's got my it. 
you got to hype your, yourself up sometimes. You got to give you that that confidence. <laughs> we got to definitely got to. So you mentioned a testimony. You mentioned your story. I honestly don't think that. I mean, I did my I did my research, but I, I don't think I know. You know, your full testimony, uh, and I believe that others should know as well. So if you would love to share, um, that would be awesome. Of course. Um, so it all started in high school. Um, you know, like I said, at that time, it was my junior year of high school. So I was 17 years old. And like any other 17 year old boy um, in school, you only got a few things in your mind. You know, I was playing football. So that was going well. So I'm at the time. Yeah. I feel like I'm the man. Right. You know, girlfriend at the, at the time. So everything for my life, I'm going, oh, I feel great. I feel mm-hmm. great. Everything. Top up. of the world. Top of the world. On top. And so um, at that moment in my life, I had never really experienced anything like tragic or anything that would like really um, hit home for me. Um, The closest Mm -hmm. thing was probably my grandmother's death because how close I was with her. That Mm -hmm. hurt me a lot. But other than that, I never had anything that physically impact me, right? You know, physically impact the way that I moved or the way that I looked. So I, you know, I didn't really understand what it felt like adversity hits my front door, right? Right. And so um, May 28th, 2019, it was a day that we were coming back from lunch um, with some of my friends. It was a close to the end of the school year everyone's ready to get out everybody you know the football players were ready for summer for summer camp we're ready you know for this for everything right mm-hmm. and um on my way back from lunch we get in a car accident yeah. and i was driving and the, the sad part about it is that you know as we got in that car accident i was actually trapped inside the car and so being trapped inside that car the car if i could show you a picture the car looked completely destroyed oh my god anybody anybody that saw that car would not think that person's living um not only was i trapped in the car but then the car began to caught on catch on fire and so as the car is caught on fire i'm knocked unconscious and i remember the stories of my friends tell me that they're tugging on the door tugging on the door trying to free their best friend like they're um dang 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 dang, you're alive you're alive wake up wake up wake up yelling yelling screaming my name just to see if there's any signs of life like I said, we're all 17, 18 years old, yeah. and w- they were scrambling, running around, trying to get, get help, trying to get help. And at that moment, they thought I was I was gone because everything at that moment looked like that young man's lifeless. That was it. People that looked at me, there's no way he's going to make that out. He's going to make it out of that. Mm-hmm. There was actually somebody behind me, right? And then now, mm-hmm. now we get to see how God works, right, in the midst mm-hmm. of storms, right? Because if you look at that situation, you and if you saw that car, you saw there's no way anybody made it out of that. And it's on fire. There's a young man whose face is completely ripped open. See, when people see this scar on my face, yeah. they might see, oh, he has a scar on his face. But see, this means power. It means, you know, determination for me. Yeah. Because this, they said they described my lip that was ripped open, touching the side of my ear. Wow. And so I, I, had, I had cuts all over me broken arm, six broken bones in my face. So all these things were going on to me while I was laying dead in that car. Right. As the ambulance arrived on scene, or the paramedics, they, it's something called the um, glass coma scale, right? And so that's mm-hmm. how they, um, that's how they scale the coma, um, the consciousness level of someone that has been in a, you know, a tragic accident. Right. And it's, I believe it's three to 15, that's the range. And I was at a three. Now, if anybody knows what a three is, the three is the lowest number you can get. And yeah. a three is equal with a vegetable. 
It's mm -hmm. called vegetation state. This phone has a three. This has a three. Yeah. These things that are not alive has three. a, has a <laughs> ten yeah. has a three. And so you could see that, you know, a young man has a glass coma scale of the three. Is it the car is on fire? Everything is leading and looking to this man's never going to make it out. Mm -hmm. And so now we see when God starts to plan in miracles, many miracles into this situation. Mm -hmm. Three cars behind me, while the car was caught on fire, there was someone with a commercial sized fire extinguisher. Wow. And so that fire was put out well before firefighters were able to get there. How about there was supposedly another doctor across the street, right? At the Sheets gas station. Wow. He over who was off duty and was able to give me doctor's assistance well before paramedics got there. And so you start to see those many blessings that was able to happen, even in the midst of the craziest storm, right? Yeah. And so further on, I was rushed to the hospital. Um, and this is the real, this is the part that triggers me, sometimes it even brings tears to me. And I like to call it, the, my mom even calls it the chilling phone call, right? Mm -hmm. And so anybody that's a mother, that's a father, that's a brother or a sister, See, y'all can imagine the pain that I went through, right? right. Y'all can imagine so much pain, six broken bones, a broken arm, all these cuts to my face, all this blood and everything, right? Yeah. But see, imagine that phone call that my mother gets while she's at work. And she's in Durham. And Neil Middle School, I forget it. She's in Durham, I'm in Raleigh. She gets that phone call from the doctor saying that, ma'am, your son's been in a horrific car accident. We are doing everything that we can to keep his keep him alive. But ma'am, I'm going to be honest, we don't know if he's going to make it. And they hang up the phone. So they tell us to drive here as fast as possible, but as safe as possible, because we don't know the outcome of your son. Yeah. Now you hear those chilling words as a mother that I, I'm, in, I'm in a whole different city. How can I help my baby? Right. right? My dad gets the phone call. And he rushes over there. And so everybody's getting these phone calls. We don't know if Dan's going to make it out of here. And so everything was stacked up against me to the point where the doctors didn't know if I was going to make it out. The police report counted me as a fatality, right? They put fatality on that police report. Wow. And so you might wonder, the people that are watching wonder, how can Daniel be smiling, right? How can Daniel be with so much joy is because I know what I was at, what point I was at, right? Yeah. I know what that low point of where I felt like I was nothing. I felt like I was just at a vegetable state. I felt like I didn't have any life left yeah. to give. I, I felt like I couldn't fight no more. Pumping me with medicine, going into an eight-hour emergency surgery, them having to repair all my, le my, my limbs and my face just so I could stay alive. And like I was 17 years old. I'm tearing up. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it touches me because, especially like a lot of people at a they meet me for the first time. They don't know my story completely because they weren't with me in high school. But see, a lot of my high school guys, they know, they know because some of them were actually at the accident scene. So they saw it. Wow. They saw first, imagine a 17 year old boy or girl seeing their friend laying like that yeah and so when i went to wake med they put me into the hospital i was in icu for 17 days wow icu and the intensive care unit and so i had to fight 
I had to fight. And when I didn't have no fight, we, we turned to prayer. Yeah. I couldn't do it all by myself. And I would never take the, you know, take the, you know, the credit for doing all this by myself. Like, damn, you must have been a powerful man to get all through that. Nah, it won't on me. <laughs> it won't on me. Cause there was some nights where Daniel, the flesh, nah, I can't do this, Lord. I <laughs> right. this. Lord, I won't ready for this storm. I won't ready for this step. I won't ready for this. But he kept on reminding me, no, I'll never put more on you than you could bear. And that he was going to strengthen me even in my weak points, right? Yep. He was going to uplift me even at my lowest moment. When doctors came in the, in the door and didn't t- tell me, oh, you might not be able to do this again. You might not be able to go to class as a regular student again. He had to create a whole plan, academic plan for me to even go back to school. Yeah. And so imagine having to, having to think, oh, I will have to go to my classrooms in a dark room because light sensitive, sensitivity would mess up my eyes and my brain. See, I had a brain injury called diffuse eczema, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what they diagnosed me with. Now, I think I'm pretty smart. I feel perfectly fine now. But having that, right? And them saying that you might have to have a separate setting, you might have to have extra time. You're not, not you might not be able to be in the same classroom as your peers. Yeah. You might learn a little bit different. It struck me at my core because everything that I built, everything that I felt like I had in life, switched just like that. Yeah. It felt like you know all the football fame and all the oh then you're you're this you all the football letters from the coaches and colleges recruiting all that stuff felt like it was washed away it felt like I wasn't able to, I wasn't going to be able to do anything anymore. And it was hard because yeah. taking that pill, you know, at 17 years old that I might not be able to walk again. I, I got to the hospital unable to walk, unable to talk on my own. And some of the simplest things that we take for granted, I couldn't eat on my own. Man. I had to eat through a tube up my nose. And so that's why when I say I take, I, I appreciate and I have gratitude for each breath is because yeah. I was on a breathing machine when I got there. I had to be on a ventilator because I couldn't breathe on my own. They thought my left, my one of my lungs was collapsed. And so that's why I appreciate each breath. I wasn't able to walk. I wasn't able to use the bathroom on my own. I couldn't do anything. I was unable, right? And that's why I appreciate everything in life. Yeah. Because things can be taken from you just like that. Or things can be put on pause so you can really go back and appreciate what you had. Right. And so when I laid in that hospital bed for 17 days in ICU, another another 11 days in um in the um rehab center, it made me think, you know, every time I had to take medicine, I had to go to, you know, therapy sessions, occupation therapy, speech therapy, um, physical therapy. Um, let me see if I'm forgetting. It was so many different therapy sessions I had to go to just to get that. Yeah. But it built something in me like an interpersonal drive that I take with me even for my business now where I can't quit. I can't give up because there were so many people that day that didn't give up on me. See, it would have been easy for the firefighters who cut me out that car with the jaws of life to say, well, this man is dead. There's no need to continue to try to fight for his life or try to get him out that car. So it would have been easy for those paramed- paramedics to stop giving me CPR and trying to stop just giving me um, life a resuscitation. So it would have been easy for them just to stop doing what they were doing. Yeah. 
Right. Because this man, this young man is lifeless. Why am I going to continue to spend my energy trying to get something out? But they said they saw something in me. They saw my fight just to try to stay alive. That made them continue to go. And so that's why I say I can't quit. Right. See, it would have been easy for those doctors who did that eight-hour emergency surgery to save me. To say, he's lost goods. There's no need to continue to fight. But see, that's why I cannot quit. And I and I and I take that with me in life. I take that everywhere that I go. That dang, you can't quit because you've been in a place where you had to continue to go. You couldn't. You couldn't quit. You had to continue to press. Yeah. And when you couldn't press, then you know the Lord was on your side to continue to push you into your purpose and to continue to yeah. guide you. And so I can't quit because I felt like this is a blessing for me to be alive. It's such a blessing. It's a blessing, and I can't oh. let no blessing go in vain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I take it. I can't let um, this blessing the Lord has saved me from this accident. I can't just let this go by. Mm -hmm. That's why I speak with so much power and passion and conviction when I do my speaking events for my business. Mm -hmm. Because I want people to feel my story. I want people to know that I've been put in a place where I felt like I was low, where mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't going to be good enough, where I felt like I wasn't going to make it out. Think about it. I was 17 years old having a scar on his face, six broken bones. How am I supposed to go back to school? How are people going to think about me? How are people going to look at me? Are people going to think that I'm weird? All these things were playing in my head. So mentally, I was hurt. Physically, I was physically I was real hurt. Emotionally, I was hurt because I didn't know how people were going to react. I didn't know how people were going to look at me now. And so that was all playing in my head. And so I had so much pain going on. And I tried to mask it like a lot of people. I tried to, you know, depress. I tried to, you know, not show it as much. When the doctors would ask me, Daniel, are you okay? I'll say, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. When my family and my mom asked me, Daniel, are you sure you're okay? You can always be honest with me. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Really deep in down inside, I wasn't. Yeah. I tried to hide it so much because I didn't want people to frame me or put me in a box, right? I didn't want people to say, well, nah, if he's feeling this way, he'll never get out of this hospital or he'll have to go to do this program. He'll have to be in a separate setting. He will have to learn different. He will have to do all these different things because he's feeling this type of way. Yeah. And so it, it hurt me for the longest. It hurt me for the longest. But from that point, I remember it. The point of when I was in my hospital stay that I think my mindset switched and changed was definitely, I remember it. I was in my rehab room. And see, at that point, I had gotten an ICU. And so from that point, it was already a miracle because they didn't think I was going to be alive. Yeah. How is this young man out of ICU? And so he's in rehab, right? So I'm, this is where I'm like learning how to walk again, all these different things, how I'm able to, um, you know, physical therapy, regaining strength and things like that. But see, my plan was, okay, I'm ready to get back to play football. I'm getting ready to do the things that I used to do. I'm ready to yeah. get back to it. And so in my mind, I was building myself up, saying, damn, you can do this. You can do this. And I felt so good. And the doctor came in to my room um, and told me that, damn, you will probably never play football again. And that crushed my soul. Yeah. It crushed me too. I'm talking about it crushed me so much because I felt like I was building to that. I was building to get back to who I was right. and not understanding that God was taking me to a place that some new place he wanted to be to be, he wanted me to be a new me yeah. when I was trying to be the old Daniel to get back to play football and doing all those great things he was taking me to a new place he was taking me to a new level yeah and so 
it hurt me so much, but I grinded. I, I, I got in the gym. I was able to work out. I was able to do all those things that they said I wasn't able to do. I got discharged June 25th, I believe. I got out and I said, you know, I'm going to make the most of this. And like I said, my peers, they were surprised that I got back on the football field. I was able to play my senior year of football, mm-hmm. all my games. Um, the one all on uh, one, I was an all conference player, uh, voted best defense alignment in my conference. So, you know, what I had before, God increased. He gave me even more, right? More than I, I had before. And so that was the amazing part of it where, you know, my testimony where, where I was, I was down and out. And he, he's brought me to a place now where I'm able to share my story, give my, 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 my story back to people to inspire them that no matter where you're at in life, now that, that he's going to bring you out. He's going to put you in a place where you need to be. Daniel, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm too sensitive for this. I'm, I'm too sensitive for this. Um, my eyes are, they're, they're watering, they're, they're watering. Um, let me just say, it's a blessing to be in your presence and to have met you. Um, even though it is virtually that we are doing this podcast episode, it, it's truly a blessing just to hear you even talk about it. You know what I mean? Because it can be traumatic to talk about your story, you know? And for you, you're seeing the brighter side of it, like, I made it through. God put, he put me through, you know what I mean? And you, you're literally a walk, like a walk, it's cliche to say, but you're a walking testimony. Like, you know, how many people, how many people just take life for granted and they don't appreciate the little things in life of simply waking up the next day. And for you, you have, you probably had so much going on, like, you know what I mean? Your family, your friends, yourself, so much was going on in that moment and to stay firm that no, God's got you, you know what I mean? And to see where you are now, that is a beautiful thing to see because prayer works, prayer works and God makes no mistakes at all. And so like you're saying, like the third car and, you know, the people from the gas station, it, it was all working out in your favor. You were, you, you weren't done. Your life wasn't done yet. Your life was worth so, so much more, you know? And so that, you got you got me tearing up. You got you got me crying. It, it definitely touched, like I said, it touches me every time I talk about it. Yeah. Like with the spiritual growth, it 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 grew me spiritually because I was at a point of where I had to trust God. Yes. And for yourself. You know, we talk about, you know, the prayer and everything like that. You know, it says in his due time, right? Not yeah. in my time. Not when Daniel wants to get back on the field. Not when yeah. Daniel wants to get back seeing his, his time. But in his due time, he will exalt yeah. me. And so that's where I, that's the part where I had to strengthen. Because yes. it's hard when you have to trust when you're not in control. When right. you're see, when you're in control, you feel like okay, I can I can do this. I can handle this. It's mm-hmm. on my time. See, when it's on God's time, patience. You feel like the suffering is a little bit too long for you. Yeah. But see, it's never too long for God. And so he know he knows what he's doing. He knows um what he's bringing you through, right? He's preparing me. See, all my problems, all my pain was just preparation. So when I was able to get my own business, when I was able to be put in a place where I can speak to people, now God's already prepared me, right? Through my pain, through my problems, through everything that I went through, He's prepared me now because I have a story, I have a testimony, I have I, I'm a witness to His power. Yeah. And so when I'm a witness to His power, I can speak. Um, I can speak to people from that point of view and people can mm-hmm. feel me from that point of view. Cause there's people on, that's watching this call that people that are going to watch this episode days from now. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that are going through something. It might not be a car accident, right? but they might feel like their situation makes them feel lifeless. It might make them feel like they don't have any more fight left in the tank, whatever their situation is. Yeah. And so I'm here to tell you today that you have more fight, right? You have something left in the tank to be able to push yourself further into purpose. Yes. Like I said, you got to remember it's it's in it's in his time. His due time. His due time. Not my time. Not your time. Not his my time. time. His yeah. time. His yeah. time. And so that's the biggest thing I had to learn. And I was gonna ask that too, like as a 17-year-old boy, you know, in high school with all the worldly things on your mind maybe you know how and you said you really had to grow in your spiritual life you know how do you think that you're you're applying that now um especially since you know being at A&T for example like okay it can still be the same level of worldly things like how high school was you know but it just to a different level so how do you think that you're you know applying your spiritual life now because I know for me personally my spiritual life, like I said, I'm a churchy girl. I'm churchy. Okay. And I always was the type that, you know, went to church. I went to Bible study. I did my devotion. I prayed every morning and night, you know, everything feeling like I did everything right. And it came to a point where I had to find it on my own or I got challenged when I was doing good things. I was in positions that God put me in, but then something will try to attack. You know what I mean? So I definitely had to strengthen mine in regards to making sure that my foundation is strong. And that's just me personally. And I know that there's probably so many more tests coming, you know, that I don't even know or can see right now. But I know that God is already protecting and he's already put that shield around me, you know. So how what would you say that, especially at school, especially at A&T. So what would you say is um just the way that you're applying your spiritual life and your journey, I guess, in a way right now. I think the biggest thing is I got to keep reminders up, right? Because the thing is, the enemy always likes to set reminders um, for you to remember, you know, he's here, right? His schemes, everything that he's doing, you you see it in the media, social media, you see certain posts, right? You hear certain music, right? He's always reminding us his plans or what he's trying to do to try to tear down tear down God's name, right? To try to tear down our walk of faith, right? Mm-hmm. So the enemy's always setting reminders and putting, you know, music out there, social media posts, um, certain tests and things like that and schemes that he has, right? But so people. we have to you know, remember also, we have to surround ourselves with the word of God and with yeah. people and with things that remind us the true power that God has, right? Yes. And so that's why, you know, I do certain things, right? I have pictures on my phone, right? And sometimes I put them in my favorites or sometimes I even put it as my lock screen, right? I put sometimes the picture of me in the hospital as my lock screen. Just so I never forget where I, where I came from. Right. See, a lot of times when, when we have success, right? When we, when we see our business booming, right? But when we see, oh, our engagement with our business, people are liking all our pictures. People are doing all these things with our business, right? We see all the all the success coming. We forget of where we came from. We forget um, what brought us to that point. We put we you there. Mm-hmm. Why we built this business, right, or this organization, or whatever you build. And that's why I always try to remember. I've always put, you know, either I have the picture on my phone where Daniel, just a couple of years ago, you were laying in the hospital bed, mm-hmm. unable to do for yourself, and it wasn't the doctors because the doctors counted you out. It wasn't the police, because the police counted you out. 
-hmm. although that God put those people in place to help me, it wasn't them that brought you out of that situation. And so when mm -hmm. I have that in my mind that I know who I give the glory to and who I who I give all the honor to who brought mm -hmm. me out of that situation, yeah. I could never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget. And my mom always told me this and I keep these words, you know, entrenched into my brain. And she said this with any speaking event that I do with me. She said, anytime you share your testimony, don't let, don't you ever let anybody leave your presence without knowing who you give the glory to, yeah. of who brought you out. And so from that point, and when she told me that back in June of 2019, till now, every single time that I speak, do a speaking event about my story, it's never, oh, Daniel, Daniel has so much fight and determination. No. Because I know how I felt. I know how the flesh felt. I know yeah, that I didn't feel like I had any fight left. I saw the little monitors ticking and death creeping around the corner. See, I know what that feels like. And so I would never take the glory and the honor from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because I understand what he brought to the table. He brought power and victory to my situation. Yes. And so when he brought me out of that, that's why I would never forget. And so even now when I go to school, there's a there's a story in the Bible and in, in the book of Acts, right? The lame the lame man sitting at the gate of beautiful. And I this one story that I always keep with me, I always look, I always read it because this is you know this is what I felt like, right? To talk about how this lame man, um, back in the Bible days, lame meant like he was unable to do for himself. He was basically homeless, right? Yeah. And he would sit at this gate, right? And he would ask people for money. He would ask people for things because he was unable to do for himself. He couldn't walk. He couldn't do you know simple things, right? Um, and then, and then with that story, it, it kind of shows how his faith began to grow because I believe it was, was it Peter? I can't remember which of the disciples, um, that came to him and, um, and told him that I don't have money. I don't have, but, or silver and gold that I don't have, but what I do have is the power of God. And he said, in the name of Jesus, stand up. And when he told that man to stand up. He began to rise and he began to gain strength in his ankles and his feet and he was able to walk right mm -hmm. but in this gate you know when he walked into the gate he began to start leaping right they didn't say he was walking with praise he didn't say, they didn't say he was just you know you know walking or running with praise they said he was leaping jumping in praise and it yeah. caught amazement with all the people in the in in the court of the um um through the gates everybody was wondering like why is this man leaping How's this man leaping? He was just laying at that gate, looking poor and unable to do for himself. Yeah. But now we see the power of God in that situation where when that man started to believe and turn his focus on God and the power that God had for his situation, instead of just asking for silver and gold and for money and things of that nature, this whole situation changed. Yeah. And so that's why I felt like where I was at that, I felt like I was at a gate. Where I felt, I saw all my friends, everybody was passing me by, was passing in life, right? While I was laying there hurt in the hospital, I saw my friends get scholarships. I saw my friends get football awards and and record um and record um and all these things, right? All these things that they earned, right? I see everybody, you know, in life going past me. And at some point, I had to change my my thinking, my mindset. I had to change my mindset and turn my focus to my spiritual life for growth. Because my first, my physical life, when I was trying to get back to football, it was is what it is, right? I had these injuries, they had to heal. It took time, right? My mental growth, it, it needed time to heal. But the one thing that I could try to fix and try to heal right now 
was my spiritual life. And when I focused on that and allowed myself to grow in that, that's when I began to see my change. And that's when I've been able to start leaping into that gate um, with praise and, you know, mm-hmm. and with such honor to God. You're right. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to see that Daniel, yeah, he's jumping around. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Even coming out of that situation, he is happy. He's joyous because he knows where he came from and he knows who's given him the power to be able to grow from that situation. So yeah. that's how I kind of keep myself grounded, humble um, in everything that I do, even at school, you know, tests are going to come and Sierra, yeah. I'll let you know that now. Mm-hmm. I remember my first, te- my first test came freshman year. Man. I, I was in Aggie Suites F first test, boom, right at the door. Parents just left the parking lot, dropped me off. Uh, test what was the test? The, 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 the test of temptation, um, so many different things spiritually where I'm talking about, I'm talking about my parents didn't even get off East Market Street and it, yeah. the temptations already came. And so th- that's one thing where, you know, we're put in a place where we're able to grow ourselves spiritually. And that's why I'm so happy um, that, you know, I'm surrounded by like um, people, um, with people like you um, right. and some of my other friends that I know are grounded within themselves. They're not going to do anything that they know is not right. Right. Yeah. And so th- that's just how I stay grounded. Yeah. And speaking of like, being grounded and being having that foundation that I was talking about is so important, especially as young adults, because we are learning for of we're, we're learning the character of God. We're learning who he is, what he sounds like, what he feels like to us, everything for ourselves. And especially in the times where we seem like the world is literally falling apart it's not falling apart. It, it's not falling apart. It's a temporary feeling. It's, it's not falling apart because we, we're in the mindset of this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is, you know, the pain that I'm in, in, you know, enduring. And this is not feeling right to me. And I feel like I just want to, you know, lose it all. I don't, I don't want anything else. And not realizing that your prayers have already been answered. God is already working on your behalf. You know, there's a shield, like the saying, there's a shield of protection around you. And we don't even realize it sometimes because we get caught up. A lot of young adults could just get caught up in, you know, what I have to pay and what I have the meeting, the next meeting and not taking every day by day, literally appreciating every single breath, appreciating waking up, appreciating um, being able to eat, appreciating the, you know, good feeling that you had, you know, just anything, the little stuff. Um, it, it really does make a difference when you move different, you talk different, you interact with people differently because you know how you want to be treated. You know how, you know, you want to be approached and how you want to feel throughout that day. I think also just when you were talking about um, the leaping of faith, like that, that is, oh, leaping of praise. That is a testament in the workforce. That's a testament in school, just everything, you know, start your day off right. Start your day off by praying. Start your day off by playing music. Do something that is going to get you motivated. Do something that's going to get you to take that leap and to praise God unapologetically, you know, and not care about the worries of the world and what people are going to think, you know? So. And that's the one thing you you can't worry about the world too much. That's right. We got enough problems in this, in this world where if you worry too much about what other people are going to think, you're going to hold yourself up, right? You're going to waste your time, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of people are going to think things about you, right? People are going to yeah. say things about you. But um, ultimately, their thoughts, their opinions and stuff, they don't truly matter. No. What matters is what you're doing, right? What are you doing for your life? What are you doing for your spiritual life? What are you doing for your physical life? What are you doing for your mental life? What are you doing? Yeah. And if, you do, if all those things are just and upright, 
you know, continue to press through that. Don't allow other people to take you off your course. That's yeah. one problem that I feel like that we have, especially around this range when we turn, you know, yes. 18 to 25 around that range when we're still in college or we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives yes. is sometimes we try to run other people's race. Stick yep. to your lane, focus on your race and go at your pace. Yes. Not everybody, there's some people that are well off in front of me in their race and they have everything figured out and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But I know with my race and my pace, I'm yep. going to get where I need to get to at my due time. I don't need to be trying to, you know, worry about other people or trying to compare myself to say, well, this such and such, he got this and I need to have that. Mm-hmm. I need to be that standard. I need to look this way on Instagram so I can get this or so I can get that. No, that's not what we need to worry about. We need to worry about our race at our pace. And yeah. so that's one thing I'll tell them. Yeah. And one thing I always say, like some of my, you know, family, they always hear me say is that what's for you is what's for you, you know, and the path that's, it is your path is your journey is what God is calling you to do. And you don't need to worry about, like you were saying, you don't need to compare. You don't need to worry about, you know, what the next person is doing next door. You need to focus on you. And you'll see a difference in yourself when you're truly focusing on you, when you're putting yourself first, when you're prioritizing yourself. This goes for guys and girls, everybody. Uh, me, <laughs> yes, literally me. It's it's me against me. That is it. It's yeah. me versus me. It's me on my journey. It's me on, you know, loving myself. It's me prioritizing myself, bettering myself, everything. And it's everything. not something where you feel like, oh, I'm not worried about other people. You know, a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm self-centered, centered, so I need to worry about everybody else. No, the best thing that you can do for anybody else is to make sure you're giving the best me, all right? The best yeah. self, your best self to them. That's the yeah. best thing you can do for anybody. If your friends, your family, the best thing you can do to help someone else is for, for them to get the best you. Yeah. And for them to get the best you, you have to make sure you're me is straight if you don't focus on the things for your life if you don't focus on making sure that you have the things in your life prioritized right that you're not giving getting that emotional or that mental you know healing or help that you need right if you're not giving that physical help that you need all those things like that if you're not you know building yourself up to be the best version of yourself you're doing you're you're doing a you know a disservice not only for yourself but for others yeah because I'm not getting the best person out of you. If I want to help you, I want to make sure you're getting the best Daniel you can possible. And the only way that you can do that is if I'll make sure, if Daniel makes sure that Daniel is straight. No one else can make sure I'm straight unless I know that I'm straight. Mm-hmm. You got to self-reflect sometimes too. Yeah, yeah you got to self-reflect. And you have to also, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, what can I do better today? What can I improve on? What can I work on? What can I you know, how can I help today? How can I be a service to other people? How can I pour into myself? You know, whether that's devotion, whether that's um, drinking more water than you usually do, whether that's getting that extra sleep that you need, you know, and hit to me because I need it, but you know, getting that extra sleep, whatever it is that's gonna make make sure you're the best version of you, you, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Whether that's yeah. listening to this podcast, whatever it is, you have to do it podcast <laughs> right <laughs> um so leading into just saying you know sweet hints the me um what how did me motivated and empowered start um become um yeah just how did it originate so 
I guess the all right. So it first came to my mind as I got out the hospital. So that was around that summer of 2019, right? I was mm -hmm. thinking of how can I create something? Because um, I always knew I was going to go into business when I got to college. I always knew it was going to be some type of business. I didn't know if it was going to be business management, entrepreneurship, management, you know, accounting, finance, supply, man, um, supply chain, anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't know which type, but I knew it was going to be some type of business. Okay. And so I wanted to, I was I want to create something where I can, you know, share my story so people can hear my side, so people can hear what I feel like. Because like I said, I was, I was in pain. I was yeah. in physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain. And so I was like, man, I need people to feel me. And so I was thinking to myself, what are some of the things that I, what I, did I need most when I was in the hospital? Um, and motivation was the biggest thing because um, getting up every morning, going to therapy is one of the hardest things to do. When they pump you with all that medicine and make you feel a little sleepy and you don't feel like, man, I just don't have it. And it was putting me in depression and all that type of stuff. I was like, I don't feel like it, but I had to have some type of motivation to say, Daniel, you're going after your goals. You got to get up. Yeah. You got to go on those therapies. You got to try your best in all those tests so you can get out this hospital. That was my main goal, trying to get out that house. I was ready to go home. I was yeah. ready for a home cooked meal. I was yeah. ready to go home. I did right. not want to tell you, eating that cafeteria food at, at Wake Med. Wake Med, I love all the employees there. <laughs> I love I love you all who took care of me, but I could not take any more. <laughs> Those food. <laughs> uh, and I like I said, I had to blend it up because I couldn't eat because um because of my right. just broken bone. So I had to eat through a yeah. tube. Yeah. Yeah. Liquid diet. <sighs> yeah. I ain't even this gonna go back thing. to that. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's where um that's how I started to think about okay, motivation. I needed that in my life. Yeah. Then I started, you know, empowerment. What was empowering to me? What gave me that power, right? And I started to look at um, my mom wrote a list of all the names of people that visit me in the hospital. Mm. And you know how sometimes with black with black folks, when, when when somebody go in the hospital or something like that happen, everybody gonna show up. Everybody yeah. gonna show up. And I had so much love and support from all my family, my friends. The day of the accident, half an inlo, the whole school came up, walked, they walked from the school to the hospital. Wow. I'm talking about the whole lobby was filled of kids administrators came so my principals came teachers sent me cards and notes wow. it was so much support and love and that was so empowering to me because when I felt like I had zero power those people showed up and they filled in those voids in my life mm. where I felt like I didn't have love and when I get a I love you message or when I didn't feel like I didn't have any fight left in the tank and I get a message that says Daniel you're going to continue to fight we know you got this when I know that when I get a when I feel like oh then you'll never play football again, my football teammates saying I can't wait to see you back on the field. That was empowering because they were filling those open voids that I had in my life um, at that moment, and so that was empowering, and that's how I got empowerment. And so um, later on, um, after my senior year, going in, I was already at ANC my freshman year. That's when I officially got the um, legal business name and everything like that. Handled mm -hmm. all the legal work. Um, I was like, okay, motivation and empowerment. And so I was trying to come up with something clever, but you know, those are long words. So like motivation and empowerment, I got to shorten it up somehow. And I was thinking, I was like, ain't nobody going to see no long, two long words back to back. It don't look right. Right. And so I just took the, the M and the E and I was thinking <laughs> to myself, what, what, what have I been trying to fix this whole time? Myself, me, 
and so that's how that came that literally yeah. it just popped in my head that's literally how that came came about and i was like okay me find my me i had and that's when i started coming up with different things okay i like that i like that yeah. um and that's how that really was born um like i said i was on a zoom call i remember i officially got everything signed off legally to have that to be my business Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was October 5th of 2020. I was sitting in my my um in my dorm room in Aggie Suites F 160. Mm -hmm. My my roommate Trey, we know about that uh, Trey, my roommate yes. Trey. Trey. Aggie Suites <laughs> F best dorm. And so we were. I was sitting in there. I was on a Zoom call with my mom and my aunt, and that's where we created me motivated and empowered. And from that mm -hmm. point on, I've done speaking engagements. I've gone places. I spoke at you know big convention centers. I spoke in different states and so now um it is really has grown so fast yeah and it's been able to inspire so many people um touch people um now i've been able to create an organization for college students for them to yeah. do community service out of it so i've been able to expand this so much um to really help as many people as possible and so that's why mm -hmm. i'm so happy like i said that's how it was it came in the the idea came in the hospital bed and you know it officially got made aggie suites f 160b on wow. a zoom call like shout out to aggie suites f <laughs> yeah shout out aggie suites f yeah and trey and trey <laughs> that's my homeboy hey yeah. shout out trey um i i just think that's so awesome that you know you have that fight in you and you have that you know um that motivating spirit to want to inspire others um it's easy to encourage yourself or you know sometimes it makes sure you're empowered and you're motivated you're you know you're getting all the goods but to share it that's another type of strength you know what i mean so it's it, it takes a lot to make sure you're giving out but also pouring back into yourself and that's awesome that you're doing, you know, speaking engagements and talking to people, providing a lot of opportunities, um, but also feeding into yourself and making sure you're good and you're full, you know? So um, that's that's awesome. I think one of my main purposes in life is to inspire others. Um, one of the main reasons why I started the podcast was to spread encouragement and inspiration. Simple as that, you know? It didn't need to be a long monologue paragraph of why. Um, it literally was to spread inspiration and encouragement and i believe is doing so in so many ways so i definitely if in the works of a conference maybe i will <laughs> you let me know anything that i can help with like i said i love when people are doing things like this and you'll yeah. just you hit me up say hey would you like to be on the podcast of course of Got course it. you'll come I, back <laughs> I, any any way any Got way that I, I will help um, and I will support because there was yeah. so many people that supported me um, yeah. when I was first started. I understood it was some rough days with business. Like when you're trying to start something and start a movement, mm -hmm. you feel like you don't see the support that you want, or you feel like yeah. you don't see, oh, growth messing with it. Yeah. And like I said, I had those days where I was like me, I was like, I actually questioned myself. I felt like me was a bad idea. Yeah. I felt like, man, this must not be, it must not be a good idea. People are not it's really messing until i had to keep on pushing i had to keep on pushing to see something that i had to realize was that um when this is your purpose and see it's different from a passion like people say oh this is my passion i love to do this but see your passion is conditional see sometimes when people talk about your passion it's only when things are going good you know yeah. right oh, my passion to play football right 
Mm-hmm. Practicing to play football is all good until you got to go run run sprints for practice or when you got to go weightlift when you don't feel like it. When you got to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> when y'all wake up at 4 a.m. That's all good when that's just your passion. But see, when your purpose is something that's, you know, inside of you, it's something that's connected to you, right? Something drive. that's placed in you. Yeah. That says, no, this is why you are here. And so I never get tired. That's why I continue to keep on pushing my business. Even when I had those down days or those days where I felt like my business is not going well or when I didn't see the profit or the money come in like I needed to see it, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to come. I knew one day what I needed, God was going to provide, but I had yeah. to continue to press. I got to continue to, pr- I got to keep on going because this yeah. is my purpose. This is why work. I'm here. I'm here to spread love. I'm here to spread empowerment and motivation to touch somebody. Even if I touch one person on this call, yeah. I've done my job. Done, and done. that's why I was here. And that's how um, I'm able to continue to run the business and do things that I'm able to do now and expand it because it's entangled with my purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is a difference. And I love how you broke that down, especially with people, you know, wanting to start their own businesses, wanting to start their own, um, you know, engagements or podcasts or YouTube channels, whatever it is, um, clothing line, whatever it is, you have to put in the work. You have to, you know, continue to push even when you don't feel like it. And so you were saying how that's how you felt sometimes. That's how I felt sometimes. I just wanted to lay down. I didn't want to write up an episode. I didn't want to reach out to people, you know, like I'm a very outgoing and extroverted person, but I have my introverted moments sometimes. I don't want to reach out and ask if somebody wants to be a podcast guest, you know? So it it definitely had those moments where I was like, no, like I'm done. I'm good. Like the episodes that are out, all right, like that's it. And then I realized, you know, but I had to realize why I started and the reason and the purpose behind why I'm doing what I'm doing and realizing that those messages that I get of uh, that I'm touching people, it it really does make an impact. And I have to realize that because it's bigger than me. It's talking about me. It's, it's so much bigger than me. It's bigger than myself. You know, your purpose is always going to be bigger than yourself. It's your drive within you, but it's going to be bigger than you because you're, it's not just you involved. So I just had to keep on pushing, especially with the brand side of the podcast too. Um, just like making sure I get orders out, making sure I update the website, um, you know, everything. I want to make sure that it's my best version, you know, the best product that I can put out. But um, it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of, you know, a lot of drive. So, but I appreciate, you know, people who want to start brands up because my advice always is just to do it. Just go for it. Um, if you have an idea, try to figure out a way to execute it. There's a reason why you have the idea you know and especially now like in college for college students i would say this is your best time to start anything yes you are at a university where you have people coming from all different states right all over the united states that are coming in one location they're all around the same age they're all working y'all are all networking and talking with each other this time to start a brand if you want to create a business you have your your first initial clientele right there Right. You have your first support system right there. Your friends that are, you know, y'all are growing up together. Y'all are doing classes together. You know, say, hey, talk to your friends. But hey, man, can you repost that? Can you share my my content? Perfect way. You know, see more engagement. Y'all have people right there. So use that to your advantage. That's the real reason why I really started me um, while I was in um, at ANT. Because ANT is so huge and has so much, you know, networking um, power. That's how I was able to reach so many different people now. And now I've expanded my um, organization that's tied with me 
where I'm able to touch different HBCUs. So now mm -hmm. I'm able to get my me message, not only at AMT, but at Howard University, at Bethune Cookman, at Edward Waters College, at um, Spelman, all these different universities, I'm able to get my message out because I'm using, you know, it's an advantage. Yeah. See, people wait until they get too older, but they don't reach as many people as they can. Right. So like I said, I would say for all college students, if you think about doing a business, go okay. ahead and start it now. Go ahead okay. and just start, just start. It's yeah. easy and you don't, hey, and most of the time you don't have to do anything big and fancy and that's cost a lot of money. You yeah. can start, you can start free on Instagram. Yeah. You can start free on your social media. Use your platform. If you have all those followers, use your platform. And your phone, in your phones. Exactly. Use the Use it. <laughs> Use it. Oh no, I almost showed my Aggie one car. I can't relate. Can't let cover that up. Cover it. Cover it. <laughs> I have a little sister on my back. I don't know yeah. if you can see her, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, cover that up. Cover that up. <laughs> yeah, Aggie one, that Aggie one picture is outdated. I need to get a new one. I need to go. <laughs> oh Lord. You need to go to the center in the student center. <laughs> sure do. Sure do. But um, yeah, just any advice to yeah, all all business potential business owners and you know prospective business owners just go ahead and start it you know there's nothing's nothing's holding you back you know and even if you think that everything is against you the odds are against you or you might not have the resources trust trust your instinct trust that the right people are going to be around you make sure you're talking to the right people like-minded people you know not someone who's just gonna you know sleep it under the rug but someone who's gonna you know push you and make sure that you're you're doing what you need to do and they can see that you're so passionate about it that you want to push it out so yes um let's see let's see i don't know i feel like we talked about everything but i feel like we haven't like got into it but we have so this has been a really really good episode so far um do you have anything else you want to add before i go into the next question um nothing too far nothing else i say you you're doing your thing like i'm so i'm just so proud <laughs> I'm so proud. I love, I love seeing my friends do great things like this. This, this, this really helps me out. And it really, you know, it touches me in a deep place when I get to see y'all create your own brand and do stuff. Dreams yeah. love I love seeing that. I'm not, man, <laughs> cop me a t-shirt. Make sure if you're watching, y'all cop y'all a t-shirt or some yeah. more hat. I'm about to yeah. have my, I'm about to have my, my, my DLF, um, swag this, this fall. I'm trying to tell you, come <laughs> listen because i will send you a pr box I, I actually will so i got you i'm gonna hook you up i got you i got you okay um so i want to know we actually we're going to go into the q a we're going to go into the q a part let's just hop right in um so one person actually asks how do we know each other so we shouted out trey um, well that's this is me asking it this is me answering it but you can answer it no you can answer it you, you go ahead and answer it. it's okay okay so um we shouted out trey so trey and trey is also a student at north carolina ant um i don't know how long how long have you guys known each other known each other since middle school that's a long time <laughs> that's a long time we've known each other since middle school yes and i just met trey um this past year working at the campus recreation center um and love working at campus rec shout out crc and um i met trey and it was his birthday and we had a bowling party and i just showed up you know he invited me so i was like yeah i'll come you know show, show my face and um yeah daniel was there we were all bowling he was he was striking out me I, mm -mm, like me and bowling absolutely not but that's when i met him and then i think i just 
spoke from there, probably at the rec center, um, when I saw you walking, things like that. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing because um, we met each other originally at Trey's party. Mm-hmm. And then at the rec center, I will always see you in there. And I would just say, hey, what's up? how you doing? Everything like that. And then that's how we were able to. Now, and once I saw you there, then I would recognize you or you'll recognize me when we were walking around campus, you know, yeah. student center or wherever. And then um, that's how the, the friendship was able to grow from that. Mm-hmm. And y'all networking is a big thing. Like if you, you know, you meet somebody, it's okay to speak and say hi. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to say hi. <laughs> oh, and y'all know me. I'm not, I'm not scared. I'll, I'll say, hey, what's up? How you doing? What's up? How yep. you doing? How's your day? <laughs> How's your day? All that type of stuff. Um, and like yeah. I said, think about it. You can network anywhere. Think about it. We right. were able to grow a friendship from a bowling party. From right. a bowling party. Right. And so if you think that there's any unlikely place that you can network, trust me, you can network anywhere. Yeah. And now, now I know that she has a business, right? She knows that I have a business. And so Vice now person. we're able to, you know, build and help each other now just yep. from a bowling party. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Shout out to Trey. <laughs> And also, um, that also is just a good flow into being personable. Um, you know, like I was saying, don't be afraid to speak up, um, being personable in so many ways. Talk about yourself. It's good to talk about yourself. Like, yeah, I have this going on. Or, hey, my Instagram. Or if you see somebody reposted, like a mutual friend, like Trey reposted something of his. Yeah, I'll follow. I'll like it. It's okay to be personable. It's okay to be genuine, to be honest, to be open, to be vulnerable, it, it's perfectly fine because you never know what can come out of it. So, yeah. Um, someone wants to know what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, favorite movie, favorite <laughs> movie. Oh, not this one has you stuck. <laughs> that one has me stuck because there's a lot of good movies. Yes, there's a lot of good movies. Oh, favorite movie. First, first thing that popped in the, in your head. The first thing, um, I don't. First, I like the old classic, like Boys in the Hood and stuff like that, like the old, the mm-hmm. old nineties ones. Because the nineties, the nineties had had a stranglehold over movies. Yes, um, I like those old movies, you know. Um, but I'm trying to think of something that you know most people would know nowadays. Mm-hmm. People know about like Juice and you know Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. Yeah. Talk to something now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the one question that has you stuck. That that one has me stuck. Um, yeah. Oh well, I'll do a little promo. My favorite movie is the new movie that will be coming out um, soon. Um, well, a docu series that's coming out soon. It's called My One Hundred. And okay. it is based on my story. <laughs> it's actually wow. based, on, based on my story. So that well, will be, once that comes <laughs> out, that will be my favorite docuseries slash movie. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'll have to go with like Boys in the Hood or like Juice or one of those old, one of those old, those old school movies. And do we have a date for My 100 or? It should be coming somewhere this fall, this fall, this, or maybe even this summer. Um, we were dropping some teasers out um, soon. Yeah. Um, regarding like you know some of the um, intense background of you know what what happened uh, my yeah. hospital stay the conversations wow. behind the scenes that people couldn't really hear um, some of the stuff I've left out um, I left out on purpose because I didn't I wanted to wait for the docu series yeah people can don't tell it all yet not yet <laughs> it, it, it's gonna it's gonna touch some people um, mm. it's gonna t- it's gonna touch it. it's really gonna it's gonna be really inspiring that's all I gotta say but I can't wait like I said I'm working with producer um, Daryl Bynum out of Atlanta, Georgia. 
Um, okay. And so I'm very excited to work with him and his production company. So hey, it's going to be great. It's going to be Make great. sure y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Oh, my 100. My 100. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely going to touch me. I already know because I already teared up three times. We shed some tears. <laughs> I'm already shed a tear. Um, let's see. Next question someone asked was, what is your go-to happy place? Go-to happy place. It is really, I'll say the gym. And the why gym. I say the gym is because um, that's where I really, if I'm stressed, say if I have one, you know, you have some of them days yes. where you know, blackboard sending a thousand notifications, you know, you, you know, your phone, phone getting blown up by messages and stuff like yeah and you just need a relief right you just need everything and the gym is my place you know all yes. that strength um all that stress and that's really my happy place that um sometimes i like to go outside and just chill and go walk by myself and I, uh, you know, I have to really just, y'all might sound, think it's weird, but your best conversations is with yourself, talking to oh, yourself. Those are your best head, conversations. I was just talking about that the other day. I will, Literally. I will walk in the neighborhood and I'll, hey, I'll have full on blown conversations. Not yes. out loud. Yeah, oh, oh okay. yeah, that's a different level. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we'll be talking out loud. Like people might think I'm crazy, <laughs> but no. Nah. But just speaking to myself, really like reflecting over my day, reflecting on what I need yeah. to get done. That really releases my, that's my happy place yeah uh, so yeah i would say the gym and then just you know walks you know on whether it be in the neighborhood or walks in the backyard or wherever i might be walking things like that that's that's my happy place yeah and i love that you said that like i said you got to get out of my head because i was literally just having that conversation maybe two days ago and um i was literally saying that you know my best times are with myself my best conversations are with myself and it's not a form of loneliness it's not a form of um what do they sell what do they say like um in your shell or like a turtle in its shell doesn't want to come out or um, a hermit not a hermit you know it's just i enjoy my company i enjoy my presence i enjoy my space and it's you're right it's a good time to you know take a step back like hmm life is life is going you know or like just to you Just gotta to have think? those. You gotta you gotta have those conversations because think about how many times you talk to other people. You pour out so much, but yeah. you never get poured back up. You never got right. refilled. And so sometimes, hey, I go on a walk. I go speak to myself. Daniel, you need to get this done. Daniel, you you did good at this. You got to work on this. And so yeah, those that's my happy place. Yeah, and it's not it's not a a bad thing to self reflect. It's not a bad thing to to improve on yourself. You're not going to be in the same person you are in different seasons. It's different seasons for a reason, like, you know? So it's always good to um, improve and to be open to things. And um, yeah, I don't know, like me, me, myself in my bed, mm, couldn't tell yes. me a thing. Come on now. Couldn't tell me a thing. <laughs> that sleep, that sleep's so different. Oh my God, it is something different. Like if you ask anybody in my family and they're like, what's the year doing? Sleep. I'm sleep. I'm I am sleep. If I'm not working, if I'm not doing my business, if I'm not um, at practice, if I'm not at work, whatever it is, I am sleep. That's Promise good. you, That's always good. in bed. Definitely good. <laughs> okay. Um. Someone wants to know what is your major. I think you already mentioned this, but my major it is business management with a concentration in entrepreneurship and innovation. I am and the illustrious. <laughs> yes. Illustrious North Carolina A&T State University. 
yes. yes um, definitely i i chose business management because i wanted something broad i wanted something um that could really help me in different facets because any any of my business management students watching you understand that you know, you touch all the aspects of business, whether it be you touch a little bit of accounting, you touch a little bit of entrepreneurship. That's why I have my concentration in that. Um, you, talk, you talk a little bit about that, you know, the economics and things of that nat nature. So you touch all the aspects of business. And so I think, it, you know, business management really, you know, molds a, you know, well-rounded individual when you're looking, you know, for employment, when you're looking yeah. to start your own business, you want somebody that is willing, um, that is able to, you know, see all facets of business, not just mm -hmm. one area um, and that's what i wanted to bring um to an employer that's what i wanted to bring to my business me i wanted to make sure that i'm immersing myself in all the information that i can um uh, since this is a sole proprietorship i got to be able to handle all the stuff all the business logistics and stuff yeah i got to be able to handle it so um that's why i chose business management that's what's up that's what's up um i am a sports well, one of my, I'm double majoring, double majoring student. And um, the first one is kinesiology for sports management. And the management part, um, I could have with the business route because it, but I wanted to like be solely like sports, you know? So um, yeah, I know a lot of kinesiology, a lot of business students, a lot of journalism students. Um, yeah, heavy, heavy at A&T, heavy. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, someone wants to know how can, the people, how can they get involved um, with me in the community? If you need just anything, um, that's genuinely what their question was. How can the community get involved with me or stay in tune and involved? Yeah, so um, Me Motivated and Empowered, that is um, my speaking platform. But with that, I tied an organization called Me Scholars Academy. And it's an academy full of um, students, um, college students um, from multiple universities and colleges. Um, that, are, that is centric and focused around community service, how to give back. Um, if, you, if you go to ANT, you know, back in February, we had a self-love initiative called um, Loving Me. Um, and that was um, pushed and that was led by one of my, um, um, one of my um, people in my organization, Kalise Alexander, and she led that initiative. And so we create initiatives, we have meetings either, you know, we usually have meetings bi-weekly because um, I understand college schedules People, you know, people got stuff to do. I'm not trying to get in the way of people's stuff. You know, you got school, you have all, all these different things. So we have week, um, weekly or bi-weekly meetings and we talk about, okay, how can we create an initiative? What's our topic? What's our theme? Um, what are we trying to come up with? And how can we make this um, available or, you know, acceptable to the community? How can they feel like they're a part of it? And so we've come up with many different um, ones. Jordan Washington, one of my other organi um, organization leaders, she created a, um, a uh, um, collection of food items and hygiene products for the North Carolina Health Center, awesome. uh, which is the, um, what is a statewide brand that does um, collection of goods and services for uh, people that are in need. Um, and she collected many items um, for her initiative. Um, right now, we're planning on doing a community service um, competition where okay. I've divided um, all of my people into teams. They're going to create an initiative and then they're going to be pushing it and and creating awareness about that theme. And then we're gonna um, see who wins that competition. So that's gonna be exciting. So yeah. if you wanna get involved with me, Scholars Academy, if you wanna get involved with my speaking side of my business, um, you can always find um, all my information at www.findourme.com. That's www.findourme.com. 
or you can always send a DM to me um, or send an email at me scholars um, at me scholars at gmail.com. Um, so you're able to um, get all the information. Um, and so, yeah, those are just a couple ways you can get involved. Um, I'm looking to do more speaking events, um, not just myself, but with other speakers or with other business leaders um, at A&T. So be on the lookout um, for that coming up this fall. So we got some special things coming, yeah. some special things that are going to be on the way. I can't wait. Um, fall semester is definitely going to be great. And so yes. if you're looking for community service hours, trust me, we got hours given out. We're giving out hours. <laughs> we're giving out things for y'all to do. But if you're going to be a part of it, you're going to work. <laughs> it's going right. to be work. But like I said, it's going to open you up so many opportunities, um, not just with my connections, but with connections I've been able to build um, through business and through uh, the other students involved. Um, it's going to be great. And so, like I said, you can check those things out if you would like to join. Daniel, I just want to say thank you for basically summing up that what's in front of you is way bigger than what's behind you and everything that is in your future and doors that are open and not open, you know, it's all working out for your good and it will work out for your good. Um, are there any lasting words that you want to say of what it really means to love me, you know, and to continue to love me? Well, for you, um, for anybody out there that's looking, or any watch um, any of our viewers. I mean, talk about loving me, right? And that's something that, you know, it takes, you know, this isn't just a short sprint, right? This is a marathon that we're running called life. And you're gonna have those days where you feel down, where you feel like the love is not there. Um, but continue to remember why you're here, remember your purpose. So when you understand your purpose, you'll never forget. You'll never forget why you're here. You'll never forget why you're doing what you're doing when you remember your purpose. And so your purpose, your purpose is far greater than your passion. Your purpose is far greater than what your friends want you to do, what your family wants you to do. Your purpose is entangled and entrenched into you, what God has placed into your heart, what God has placed you with a gift, with a message, with, a, with a, um, whatever he's placed in you. That is what he's giving you to be able to shed light, to show your light, to be that light the people be able to see. Like I always like to say, I want to be the light to lead the pathway for other people. I want my footsteps and my light to give other people, you know, the courage to be able to step where I just step, right? Mm -hmm. And so they can be able to create their own path. And so it can just be, you know, a trickle effect where I take a step where people might say, oh, I was scared to take that. I was scared to, you know, someone might say, I'm scared, I'm scared to start a business. But Daniel mm -hmm. took that step, so that allowed me to take a step. So that's what I encourage everyone to um, do in their lives to, uh, to share, share your light. Be that light for that pathway for anybody that's following you. And um, like I said, um, always. Okay, you froze at the end, so I didn't hear the last part. It's oh, like yeah. Okay, we good? Yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, like, grab that one piece and throw it, throw it out the window. <laughs> no. But um, I, I, got the, I got the end of what you said. Um, so, Daniel, I just wanted to say thank you once again. Um, would you like to say your social media platforms and website, everything, one more time? Of course, I will. Um, like I said, I'm kind of old, so I got to bring the phone back out. Like I said, oh, Lord, you need to know that by heart. 
All right. So the so the uh, main Instagram is D Bryant underscore me. Um, that's how you find that. And then the um the business Instagram is me underscore underscore motivated and empowered. Um, that's me underscore motivated and empowered. Like I said, you can find me on my website. It's www.findourme.com. That's www.findourme.com. Mm-hmm.